Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sam Fell, Area Vice President, Enterprise Marketing at CloudBees. And we're talking about actually a subject interest of interest to both of us. It's the uh, new Software Delivery Leadership Forum, and we'll get into that. Welcome to DevOps Chat, Sam. Thank you, Mitch. Pleasure to be here, as always. Great speaking with you. Absolutely. I always enjoy talking with you. For folks that don't know you, I know you've, you've been in the industry around DevOps for a while. <laughs> uh, so a lot of folks know you. But Are you calling me old? Is that I, it? I didn't say that. I've got the gray hair. You're still young. <laughs> so uh, just introduce yourself for folks that may not know you. All right, wonderful. So um, I am Sam Fell. I uh, am Area Vice President at CloudBees, where I've been for the pa- uh, past year. We were acquired in as part of the Electric Cloud acquisition, where I ran uh, marketing uh, at Electric Cloud. Yeah, a lot of folks know Electric Cloud, so probably know yeah. you from that as well as CloudBees, of course. That's How long ago did that uh, acquisition happen? That was literally a year ago in May. So we are okay. just a year, really just coming up on a year. So all the exciting stuff was happening, all the stuff that made me lose my hair and all, the, <laughs> all that was happening right now. Um, and we were just so thrilled with the outcome uh, to, to be, you know, the company that Electric Cloud was. We had a, a pretty nice name in the space. Um, but when you look at CloudBees and you look at the community that they've created and you look at the access to the brains that they have, uh, it's a tremendous opportunity where, you know, obviously I'm really excited to be able to be here. And I'm excited about sharing this journey with the uh, Accelerated Strategies Group, right? Well, thank you. I'm uh, excited about that too. Yeah, CloudBees is a great organization and as was Electric Cloud. So, so let's get into the, the, we made an announcement or actually you, you did a press release about the software delivery leadership forum and there's a connection to DevOps world and some other things. Maybe we start with that and then we can talk about uh, accelerated strategies involvement in it. Lovely. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, we've been running probably people would say the most successful DevOps conference for years now, uh, DevOps world, Jenkins world, um, almost 2000 people show up to learn more about what's happening in the space. There's hands on practitioner based, workshops and training for people to really get their hands on and get them dirty about how to implement these changes that have to happen as you're digitally transforming your organization. One of the things that we took a step back and we were thinking about is what we don't really have is a place for the leadership to be able to participate. And, you know, we've done leadership seminars and workshops before, but we've never said that DevOps world needs to be a place where not only the practitioners are coming, but where the leaders are coming to learn not the practitioner level information, but mm-hmm. how to lead the practitioners. What are the, pro- what the processes? What are the, the methods that people are learning and using and trying and failing with and learning from? Um, and so we thought we would add that to the program. And as we were thinking about adding it to the program, we also thought because of the way that the DevOps world, Jenkins world show has evolved. Um, I, as a, as a vendor, looked back at DevOps World Jenkins World, and I was always very willing to sponsor that event when I was at Electric Cloud because it was an open event. There was not a ton of bias towards CloudBees products necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was really about the community, and it was about educating people. And so in that same spirit, when we were thinking about how do we make sure that 
there's some objective independence in the way that we're putting out the ideas around how do you lead? How do you lead this transformation? How do you make sure that your teams are all on the same page? We felt that it was really helpful to have a third party help us with that programming. And so that's, of course, this is Q to Accelerated Strategies. <laughs> this is why we sort of reached out to you. Um, there's obviously great synergy between the work that we're doing. And we thought, who better to help us craft this program, uh, the, the programming for this conference, than the fine people over at Accelerated Strategies. So oh. that's pretty much where we're going. And then you and I have had lots of conversations about what that uh, software delivery leadership forum should look like mm-hmm. um, at the event. And so maybe I would pitch it back to you and you could talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what we're thinking about for DevOps World Software Delivery mm-hmm. Leadership Forum. Absolutely. And, and- Thanks so much. We appreciate you approaching us. And it was exciting to work with you on on this. And I agree, you know, DevOps world, yes, it's Cloud Bees behind a Jenkins world, but the community that you talk about really elevates it above any one vendor, yeah. so to use that word. And just the fact that Electric Cloud, you know, would, and many others uh, would sponsor a conference yep. that's put on yep. by another Co-opetition. Vendor. The competitors were there yeah. and happy about it because the audience is the right audience. These are the mm-hmm. people that are in the weeds making it happen with their fingers. And now what we're saying is, hey, these people that are in the weeds that are using their fingers, they need other people to help on the top and help support and pave the road for them. And so we're going to try to do that. And I would imagine, too, that, you know, one of the drivers behind leadership as a topic is as organizations scale, you know, try to do DevOps on more than two or three or four independent projects. That's when you get into the heavy lifting. That's when you've got to have management support. And right. now I see, I know you do too, leaders reaching out and trying to find resources for themselves, educate themselves, lessons learned, pitfalls, uh, community that they can be part of, as well as the technical folks be part of their community. And that's in large part from what we've talked to why to go after this software delivery leadership forum. That's right. Exactly. Well, so, do you want to talk a little bit about what the proposed format would be at the yeah. World Leadership Forum? Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, we have some research that we're going to be launching and talking about uh, at around software delivery that we'll be discussing and presenting some of the findings from. But the main point of, of, of how we've crafted this to be, it's a parallel track. It's not a separate venue, separate place. It's just a um, set of content that's specifically directed at leaders, people in a C or VP, director, software leader kind of role. But it's also product leaders as well as transformational leaders. Mm-hmm. And those are the folks that we really would like to attract to attend to this because that's that combination is always what needs to come together to achieve some business strategy, disruptive strategy, uh, product delivery, some kind of financial effect that we're trying to have on the organization. So this, it's a track of about 22 different sessions, but we're going to have a number of things that will be highly interactive. So we're going to have some panels, we'll have some audience participation, uh, kind of open forum for uh, questions and answers with different experts. And we'll have people that, yes, there'll be some folks who are product company, there'll be folks who are analysts, like from Accelerated, but not only Accelerated, we'll have other other analysts there. And then we'd like to have as many practitioner as in a business role, technical leadership role right. as well to get that perspective. And we plan some workshop and some things like that. So 
you know, my goal is I don't want everybody to take three things away from this conference, whatever those three things are, come back to where, to your company, to your team, to your organization say, you know, I picked up some really good stuff. This one, I had no idea somebody was facing the same issue and they actually solved it a way I was thinking about. So it validated our thinking or, you know, threw it out the wall, out the window and we've got a whole nother approach, but I'm sure glad I didn't, I didn't march down that uh, baton death march. Failing fast is winning. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the call for presentations is open right now. Yep. Uh, You can go to devopsworld.com and there's a button there that uh, is a call for presentations a lot of information, love to have folks. And we are reviewing submissions actively right now. So it's good yeah, time to we're getting uh, from that release. We're getting quite a few submissions, which is really nice. There's some suggestions around some of the topics um, that we're looking to have people talk about. Governance, security, those are big topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely interesting to get people's uh, perspectives and to see what they have to say. We're excited about that. It is. So full disclosure, we both have an interest in, in this and participating, but it's good to be on with you to talk about it. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I'm curious too, because you're doing this. Well, let me ask you, why did you decide to name it the Satra Delivery Leadership Forum? Because I know we went around a couple names, a couple of ideas. Yeah. So, um, well, when you think about the the work that the fine people are doing, whether they're doing it from a DevOps perspective or they're just in dev or they're just in ops or they're part of the, the, the executive team who's not part of development or operations, but they have a vested interest in development and operations getting their stuff done, right? Every, this is such a hackneyed expression. It's very overused, but every business is a software business. And now in this age we find ourselves in the digital connection with your customers is more important than anywhere and than Mm -hmm. ever. And so Mm -hmm. um, there are other people beyond just dev and ops. And so originally it was going to be the DevOps leadership forum. Uh, But it's really, we think it's more about that delivering that software or delivering those services that are foundationally built on top of software. Um, And you can call it whatever you want, but down at the, down at the base layer, somebody's written code, somebody's built that code, somebody had to deploy it to a server um, so that people could get any value from it. And so the software delivery lifecycle, the SDLC, um, is something that we think a lot about in the SDLF, like the mm-hmm. Software Delivery Leadership Forum, <laughs> uh, because the SDLC is still alive, it's still kicking, um, and uh, application lifecycle management matters, even in the age of DevOps. And so we thought that this would be an appropriate name for what we are trying to put together with you is a place for people, a community um, to come together that's built on the community that we already have of all these practitioners who already understand how a lot of this stuff works. But now they're just looking for some guidance and some, hey, I don't want to go down that road again because that guy already failed, right? Failing fast Mm -hmm. and learning from it is not a failure. Exactly. There's so much sharing that happens in the technical community. I'm confident we can build that with the business product and technology leadership. Yep. You know, it's interesting. Um, we're in the midst of maybe we're in the still in the early part of this. I don't know the whole COVID-19 and uh, being in lockdown. And, and of course, there's the health and, you know, in some case, even losing people that we know in our family or, or uh, friends. So in all due respect to that, um, you know, I've talked some of the things I've talked about on another venue, which is uh, 
a Textron TV is it's interesting to see this. Congratulations on that launch, by the way. Oh, well, thank, thank you. It's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to do. Some great yeah. content on there. If you haven't yeah. checked it out, go to techstrong.tv. Yes, do that. Two to four hours a day, Monday through Friday. So keep you company. I call it the view for technology people. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so is even in this situation, you know, we're locked down, right? That everybody's working from home. Most people are, uh, I've noted, you know, restaurants have all gone to delivery. They've gone to curbside de delivery. Even restaurants around here have now started to come up with new offerings to essentially right. take home packaged meals, kind of like you would have thought from one of those box delivery services and even places like, um, Best Buy has curbside delivery. I had to build a computer. And the, the delays of shipping something from a manufacturer was so long. You know, and that they had to change their apps. They they rebuilt their app or added to their app and their web notifications to have, you know, a button to push to say, I'm in the parking lot and I'm gonna white this car and here I am. And by the way, here's my uh, QR code or or scan code and or not to even validate have to do that. that. Exactly. And that, that happened in weeks. That wasn't, you know, that's a few weeks that those two examples, you know, happened. Now think about Life it. Life finds a, a way. Commerce finds a way. Maybe that's a... It does. It does. And, and kudos to those folks and many others who were looking for, maybe we didn't disrupt it, but disruptive business strategies. Yeah. Well, they have to respond. Software. Yeah. They need to respond. Life finds a way. I love it. DevOps finds a way. It'll be interesting, I think, you know, given the time frame, the dates are September 21st to the 24th in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, we'll have several months behind us, hopefully not too bad, but uh, several months of experience. I bet there was going to be a lot of stories, many stories of folks who have reacted and, you know, responded and some Let successes. Let's that change, right, exactly. Yeah. Let's do that change. So talk about a good test well, not good, but talk about a test situation for the flexibility and agility of our businesses. Yeah, this is the crucible. That's going yeah. to be the crucible right here. It and so one is. of the other things, you know, that we're doing, and Mitch, you're part of this as well, is that we're so excited about uh, the Software Delivery Leadership Forum that we actually don't want to wait for uh, the September event to get started. And so what we're actually doing is we're creating an online virtual series of software del uh, delivery leadership forums uh, with our first one coming up at the end of this month in April uh, on the, the, the episode one of this series is going to be on upskilling. It's on adapting humans at the speed of DevOps. And we're going to be joined by our friend, Jane Grohl, our mm -hmm. mutual friend, Jane Grohl and yeah. Evelyn Orlick, who's her. Um, Both are mutual friends. And right, and, and Evelyn. Both are analysts with the Accelerated team. With you over <laughs> Accelerated Strategies, right? And so, um, and we'll be joined even further after they've given their little talk about uh, the survey results. And we're actually going to get an interesting cut of data um, for the European because we're doing two versions of that um, event, one for the U.S. time zone friendly and one for EMEA time zone friendly. Mm -hmm. And so for the EMEA one, there's going to be a different cut of the data that's going to be much more focused on that geography, which we're really excited about. Um, but we, we're having a whole bunch of other folks join us as well uh, to be able to have that conversation because we're really wanting to try and create, again, a community where there's interaction between the attendees and the folks who are on the webinar or on this mm -hmm. virtual event. 
because uh, so many events, people parade out folks that are saying, yeah, here's how I was successful. And then maybe you get five or 10 minutes at the end for questions and answers. And so we're kind of going to flip that on its head. And we're going to have 30 minutes up front uh, for the Software Delivery Leadership Forum, 30 minutes up front for Jane and Evelyn to go through their findings to talk as subject matter experts about this topic that they certainly know a lot about. And at that point, we're going to introduce a couple of other panelists to join us on camera and start fielding questions directly from the audience. And so the folks who are going to be joining us this time around, we've got Ellen Thorne, who is a head of HR here at CloudBees. So what mm -hmm. who better than a person who's in HR to talk about what what's that's an interesting perspective. What's unique about that from a skills from a, and training of their people? Um, Robert Reeves, who's the CTO at Datical, right? So how is a technical person who needs to hire technical people? What is that like? What kind of people are you looking for? What skills do you find deficient? What skills do you find lacking that you'd like to see? Um, of course, you're joining us. Uh, and so really, really excited about that. And then over in Europe, we've got a couple of other people joining as well. Um, uh, Evelyn Orlick will be uh, on that one, as well as uh, Cheryl Rizel, who is over at, I think, Polycom. Uh, right now. And she used to be at HSBC, not a customer, I think, anymore, but she was a customer and she definitely has an opinion about this. So we're really looking for people with different perspectives to have a conversation. I'm going to be on there. You're going to be on there. I'll be moderating. I'm going to be looking at the chat window the entire time. All the panelists will be able to respond to the questions that are posed in the chat. There's going to be a mechanism for people to vote the different answers up or down, which is pretty cool. Hmm. And my role is really going to just be to to in interject and, and speak on behalf of the people on the chat and say, hey, Bill brings up a good point. Hey, Debbie just brought up a really good point. She disagrees with you. He thinks that that is wrong. Whatever, I'm going to try and be a conduit to make sure that the audience feels like they're part of that conversation. So we're going to have 30 minutes of upfront, set the table, subject matter expert speaking stuff. And then we're going to have an hour of live Q&A uh, as long as that audience has questions, we're going to work wow. on trying an hour. To that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, community in some way starts with conversation. That's what draws people in and said, what's happening? What are those folks talking about? What is that? Oh, I have a question. I have a thought. And I'm sure we'll get uh, some opinions coming in on those questions. <laughs> Sometimes they're, they're sort right. of written that way that, hey, don't you think this is true instead of the way you said it? Exactly. Which is actually, it's some of that challenge as well as seeking information that helps advance it for all of us. And, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, if you will. I was on a crowd chat uh, with DevOps Institute, I think it was about a week ago. And we had folks from all over the world chiming in and giving their some prompts that we were asked. And um, it's fantastic to see people, like you said, to challenge the, the status quo, to give their opinion of what's worked for them, to understand, uh, because that, you know, you, you get an understanding of how some people's situations are just different. And mm -hmm. you can't, there is no best practice. I think uh, um, Manuel Pizabla and uh, Matthew Skelton, they talk about this all the time. There's no best practice. There are just lots of good practices good that practices. you can apply to various different, uh, apply to different areas, but you can't just say that there's one best practice. So kind of a variation on the best practice theme. I just ask you, you're, we, neither one of us can predict the future that, you know, that accurately. <laughs> but what are your thoughts about this virtual event, virtual conferences? Is that something you think will stay with us? in a meaningful form post COVID and whatever, how we're working all that environment? 
I, I do. You know, so you saw O'Reilly has canceled all of their physical conferences. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so regardless of what ends up happening, I think the same way that the, the, the businesses like Best Buy and the other folks that you talked about are transitioning and they're shifting. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm seeing this week, I'm starting to see all the activities that my children were involved in are now they're finally acquiescing and saying, okay, we're transitioning. And now here's the zoom link for you to join for the, you know, for the Kung Fu class. And you're just going to do it in your living room, but you have to still wear all of your things and you still have to show up and be polite. And, um, so they're also transitioning and businesses are transitioning. They're learning how to work more remote. I'm very lucky to be working at a company that's, you know, or 99, 90% remote already. So it's not a huge, uh, change for us, but it is a huge change for the folks that are working remotely in my company who have now children at home. Mm-hmm. And so education is going to be impacted. And I'm talking with uh, Charlie Betts, who's an analyst over at Forrester. He's a teacher mm-hmm. at the University of St. Paul uh, or St. Thomas, excuse me. And um, he's talking, he and I talk all the time about how is, how is education going to be impacted by this? What are, you know, as a parent, I'm sitting at home and I'm working, but my children are here and they should be doing some school things, but it's very hard for me to keep up with that and keep track of it. And it's, I think it's hard for a lot of the educators because they haven't had the experience in the virtual meeting space that we've all been sort of used to for a while. Um, And so I think there's a lot of learning that needs to come out of this, but I, I see, um, and one of the things that Charlie says is when people have no jobs, they can do a couple of different things. But one of the things a lot of people do is they go back to school, which Mm -hmm. is fantastic. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And if you give people viable options to educate themselves and make themselves, again, all about the upskilling conversation that we were just having, how do we enable these people to be able to make sure that they're going to stay relevant? Uh, And how do we help them get jobs for the folks that are right now that they don't have a job because they're forced to be in in an office that's closed? Um, So I think that there will be quite a bit of focus on how do we educate at a distance? How do we make the collaboration um, work better? Uh, and I think, I think it's happening already naturally. People are getting more accustomed to being on video calls, right? People who used to never mm-hmm. want to be on a video call. Now they're flipping on their video because it's like, you know what? We're all in this together. And one of the things that I really appreciate before we started scheduling this, I ran around everyone in my house. And I said, hey, guys, please don't scream <laughs> for the next 30 minutes because I'm going to be recording something. But the fact is, is that I'm on meetings with people and, you know, my kid or my wife will walk by and we'll speak and, and now it's, it used to be where I was embarrassed by that because mm-hmm. it was an intrusion into my workday. Mm-hmm. And sort of the mind shift that I think is happening is that now what's happened is that I'm allowing work into my home. Yep. I and you're entering into other people's homes at the and same I'm, time. And I'm also entering, yeah, absolutely, into other people's homes. Um, but I think there's a much more uh, understanding and much more, I'm more comfortable anyways with there being life happening outside of me. It's like the classic BBC video the girl the two-year-old girl who runs in the room he was he was like appalled that that would happen and now if that happened hopefully he wouldn't be right so i called life as an organization it's it's life right and hopefully as a humanity we're getting better about that and i think we will you know to to give you some a little bit of data to back up part of what you were saying is uh, we've launched we we started an IT uh, health emergency IT preparedness survey back in February and things happened so fast uh, that just a traditional survey couldn't keep up with the changes that are happening with work at home and how how this has evolved so we've also launched a uh, a flash poll survey 
and they'll, I'll be talking about it on uh, TechStrong uh, TV this week. But one of the, the initial ones that before we announce this flash poll, then one of the initial ones is what is the most, the most critical, you only got one choice uh, between kinds of services that you use to support your work at home staff. It is email, collaboration services, meeting, file sharing, phone, all kinds of things. And which ones had the degradations, yeah. Well, yeah, and it's surprisingly um, collaboration and online meeting uh, services were equal. Those are the top two within 1% of each the other. Top two worst performing? No, this is a, a, our most critical to my business. Most critical, okay, got Supporting it. it. We're going to do another survey on what have you had issues with. Got that's it. actually launched this week. Yeah, I just, and that's why I saw was, it, and I just saw that one. I was like, <laughs> You just saw it. So 37 and 36%, I think um, online meetings was 37. So, and email was like 20 so that tells me people have already sh made the shift into Slack and Microsoft Teams and Hangout and uh, Google and whatever other forms they have for the, kind of their corporate chat. So I think that skill of collaborating that way yeah. is something that will be a natural outcome of the situation we're in. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, hard times force people to think differently. Mm -hmm. and we're a very resilient species. We've been around for a while, and uh, we'll figure this out, but it's, it's terrible to have to go through it. It is. It is. We just hope everybody gets through okay. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're hoping for. Well, okay. Sam, it's a great pleasure. A lot of fun always to talk with you. Thanks for being on the podcast and uh, for joining us today, sharing and also uh, sharing with uh, Accelerated Strategies, the software delivery leadership forum. Excited to do all of those events with you and take that dialogue to the next level and bring and really build the community amongst the leadership side. Me too. Wonderful. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate your invitation and uh, stay safe. You bet. So this, you've listened to another DevOps Chat podcast. This is Mitch Ashley thanking everyone for joining us today. Be safe. Be careful out there. <laughs>